0: Seven seconds to go. Three-pointer. Oh, it down. Five seconds. Fires for three. is tied. He's tied.
1: inside, goes outside. Heinrich gets it. Heinrich puts oh! up the shot. It's too long. And Syracuse is your
0: national champion. He's got it. Jake,
1: crossover, step back. Welcome back. Episode 6 of the Student Section, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. Gentlemen, another eventful week here in college basketball. Back here with my co host, Troy. Trev, wow. A little surprise we got to this weekend, right? How are we feeling about the teams remaining thus far? I'm not watching it. Please. Troy, Troy. for those who don't know, maybe first time listeners, welcome. Thanks for listening. Troy Snyder, co host, big Michigan guy. Not a big UCLA guy anymore after last night.
2: No. I I mess with the Bruins a little a little bit over the season, to be honest with you. Like I watched a little bit of their basketball, but now like it's dead for them. I hate the Bruins and I hate everything about them right now.
0: <laughs>
1: Trev, how are we feeling tonight?
0: Yeah, Troy, I would like to officially welcome you to the pain train. Uh Jim's been on it for quite a while. I've been on it for about a week and uh now's the time where you just kinda sit back and just don't really know who you're uh who you're rooting for, so you now have no vesting interest in the bracket pool as you're done with Michigan being your pick, but um, I, f- I feel for you, buddy. I know how you feel right now.
2: Yeah, I'm upset about it. It's all right though. If I I'm gonna sound very glum during this episode, but just know I'm gonna be better. I promise. So don't worry about me.
1: Troy's energy will be back. Well, you can count on that. He's a great he's a great guy. Uh energy good character. Car- good.
0: Good character Energy
1: kid. carried him a little too far in a soccer game, so I was told by uh, Gwena today. So it's
2: we're, a different
1: story for a different day. We're, we're not going to so, talk about so.
2: that. We're not going to talk about that on the air.
1: All right. So first thing off the bat, I want to mention is our Capital Sports Media Madness stream. Um, we're still cruising along with that. We got one left, or two left, excuse me. One left this weekend, and then one for the national championship. Uh, so, the stream's on Saturday, April 3rd for the Final Four, and then Monday, April 5th for the National Championship game. Uh, you guys aren't going to want to miss that. Stay tuned. Um, we're definitely going to be giving away a couple more things. Um, so, shout out Sports Zone. Uh, Sports Zone hooked us up with a bunch of merch uh, to give away and to display during our uh, live streams. And as well as Smite Gaming, uh, Brandon Ecod's boy, Duncan, hooked us up with a great location. Uh, they've been great. So, definitely looking forward to that. Niffy, Sweet 16 recap. You want to run us through the matchups here, scores, and how we felt over each game first, and then we'll translate to the Elite Eight and so on and so forth.
0: So the first game on Saturday, we had Oregon State, the 12 seed, in another shocker, taking down 8 seed Loyola Chicago after Loyola Chicago's big win against Illinois, taking them down 65-58. Uh, guys, what do we see from Oregon State in that matchup? Bro, it wasn't a shock to me. I told y'all that if they
1: can zone Loyola Chicago, which is was their downfall all year, actually. Shout out Ben Diamond. He was one of our guys in the live stream. Told us that one of his boys used to play in the conference with uh, Loyola Chicago. And they said the one thing that really slowed Loyola Chicago down, even since their uh, sister Jean run of the co- a couple years ago, um, was zoning them and really forcing them to get inside, and they would turn the ball over and stuff like that. And he mentioned that, and Oregon State did a fantastic job doing that. And they just they were just kept hitting shots. Actually, one of my dogs of the day, I picked to win.
0: Yep, Ethan Thomas led the way, playing all 40 minutes, uh, with 22 on six of 13. Crutwig was the big one that was limited for Loyola Chicago. He led all he led the scores for Loyola Chicago. He had 14 points in 35 minutes. Uh, getting his double double with 14 and 10. Um but again the Beavers just stayed hot and you know tip of the cap to them, tip of the cap to the to the Pac-12. They're <laughs> really taking my words and just crushing me so. Troy, what did you see in this game? Anything you saw that you know kind of surprised you or what you liked from Morgan State in that one?
2: How about Loyola Chicago's inability to shoot? Like I think it was late in the second half and I looked at it's like something popped up and they were like one for 15 from three. And I yeah, saw they the. They, were, they finished the game five of 23. They like it like you can't win games by doing that. Free throws get get out of here. How come free throws have been such a curse over these? Oh, past dude, years? don't
0: even get me started with Alabama. We'll get to that Stop in a couple it. Of minutes. Stop it. Um,
2: like it's ridiculous, man.
0: Yeah, the next one um, in something I think a game we all saw was kind of low scoring, to be honest with you, for, you know, the teams. But Baylor taking down Villanova, obviously Villanova played a great game. They kept showing Colin Gillespie. I wish he was able to play. um, But Baylor takes down Nova 62-51 in a game where I think if they have Gillespie, they win this game. Baylor's been struggling and, uh, you know, Gillespie just gives them that boost that they needed. But Troy, what did you see in Baylor in that game?
2: Um I mean from Baylor I still think that they're very defensively sound. I mean they only gave a 51 which is pretty good. But um but offensively they they got to get more consistent. Their their stretches where they look like one of the best offensive team teams in the tournament and their stretches where they go four or five minutes without a bucket like, like so but if if they want to win this tournament they got to get more consistent throughout all 20 minutes of each half.
0: Yep, looking at the box score. Davion Mitchell leading all their starters with 14 points. Jared Butler with an off-night 4 of 14, 1 of 9 from 3, only with 9. But Adam Flagler taking up from the bench in 24 minutes off the bench, had 16. And leading score for Villanova is Jermaine Samuels, had 16 in a starting role play, and only 30 minutes for Villanova. Jim, anything? Um, as far as you agree with my take of saying that if Villanova has Gillespie, they win this game. I don't so much agree, but I don't really disagree.
1: Um, I think with a guy like that, it'd be like almost taking a Jared Butler type player off of Baylor. Um, I still so it's like it, it, you would. You, they really don't know. Nova was hit or miss a lot during the season this year, but obviously their senior leader, uh, Mr. Gillespie, not playing is huge for them. I don't know if they win, but the game's a lot closer than it was perceived, even though the final score was at 11-point difference. So I'm going to say it was going to be close, but honestly it would be a game that I really just would have liked to see with Gillespie out there. And I don't know if I could just say that they would win, but I would definitely see as if – I'd like to definitely see that game. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Moving on to one of the more um, exciting games of the day, um, and that would be Arkansas taking down Cinderella Story in 15 seed Oral Roberts, 72-70. to 70. The must busts are almost fell, guys. Oral Roberts had a fantastic look at the end of the game.
1: And their um, best player.
0: Yeah, and he, I mean, you have to give it up. He, he got himself a great look. He just missed a shot. Um, mm-hmm. and that was literally inches away from sending a 15 seed to the Elite Eight for the first time ever. So I think if you're Oral Roberts, you live with it because you got your best player a shot um, mm-hmm. in the final seconds there, and he led all scores in this game. Yeah, he had 25 um, on 8 of 19, 40, played all 40, uh, but you have to give it up to Arkansas' ability to score and you know, kind of distribute the ball. Their starters with 22, 16, 14, and 12. So, yeah, Arkansas is obviously a better team by far, but uh, I think you have to say that Oral Roberts maybe deserved to win that game. Right, I mean, it
1: definitely came down to, like you said, the last shot. It just didn't fall for them, unfortunately. It's something that you look back at it, and obviously the only thing that they would have probably changed was the shot going in. They played a fantastic game. Uh, Arkansas had looked shaky really was facing a deficit in almost every single game. A decent deficit early on. Um, they had him, or Robert had him at the beginning of the game. I think they were up 8, 10, somewhere around there, relatively early on. But Arkansas just pr- proved that why they're just that team where you just can't let teams hang around because the, usually the be- when that happens, the better team usually ends up on top, especially in yeah. March.
0: Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Troy, what about that game made it just so... Good, and uh, something that was must-watch TV?
2: Uh, the clutchness. It's just everything you want in a March Madness game. You get last-second shots, you get the, the hold-your-breath at the buzzer, and, like, does it go in, does it not? I think it's, it's just a great basketball game, game to watch and something that you can definitely watch over and over again. And no matter what, it's just that good of a game. Like, defensively, both teams were fairly sound, and offensively, there were spurts for both teams lit it up. And you had a you had a nice comeback from Arkansas. Uh, and then you had a solid four-minute stretch where it was just back and forth, and neither team could get that one stop that they needed. I'll go now, for the next one. Don't worry.
0: Um. Well, I was just going to say I have a little rant to go on here kind of about this game and this team. Sure. So. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You can go and introduce it, and I'll say my piece.
1: Houston over Q, 62-46. The Orange just genuinely seemed lost after that one little stretch they went on in the first half of offense, Buddy didn't play great. Uh, Joe Girard had his flashes of hitting shots when it didn't matter. Um, unfortunately for Niff and a couple other guys there, Syracuse was eliminated. Niff, I'll let Troy say his piece and then go for your rant.
2: Yeah, Syracuse, they do something that is always scares me about a team. They, they're relied heavily on one shooter. Like they, he, Buddy Behan had a great tournament, but you're after having a few great games, you're bound to have that one, and that's what Buddy Bayham did. He had that one game where you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat. Um, yeah. just having a having a 12 points after averaging over what 25 in the tournament, Thanks and sir. it's not not what you need. And I'm not I'm not blaming Buddy at all. They're not in this position without him. I just think Hughes really lacks that player or that can step up and score, or and that's what they had last year. When Elijah Hughes wasn't in, they had Buddy as a second option. But now, uh, since Buddy's the first option, they don't have that second option to go to. So if he only scores 12, they're not breaking 50 points, and you're not winning basketball
0: games like that. Yeah, I have to agree. Buddy going 3 of 13 from the field and Joe 4 of 10, Just you're not going to win a basketball game like that, and you can't expect them to win a basketball game when they shoot like that. What I really what really ticked me off was the lack of help around like kind of like Troy mentioned Quincy Garrier supposedly a great four star recruit that we brought in last year goes three of nine only grabs five rebounds Alan Griffin transfer bring him in from Illinois a very good program oh of three from the field and in only thirteen minutes of play Marek doloi senior your season is Your last game in a Syracuse uniform, literally teetering. He comes out, goes one of six, four four fouls, two rebounds. In the center of the zone, he grabbed two rebounds all night. But I cannot blame the team. And I'm now extremely disappointed and ticked off in what's transpired since. And now that we are losing John Ajack, Robert Braswell, and our future point guard in Kadari Richmond all to the transfer portal. This is all losing Kadari. Dude, I literally wanted to cry. I love Kadari Richmond. I feel like he's going to be an absolute stud. He is a stud. Give me like Frank Howard vibes. Any team that
1: picks him up. No, he's way better than Frank Howard was. I'm just saying like the vibes of how he kind of evolved into like that go to guy for Syracuse. Like he was getting the prime time minutes towards the end of those certain games.
0: Getting shots. it just – it it's so frustrating, and I know we're bringing in Betty Williams. So, you know, guys like Kadari and Braswell probably weren't going to get time next year because Jesse Edwards is going to start – next year's starting lineup at, at right now is Joe, Buddy, Benny Williams, Quincy Garrier, Jesse Williams right now. So Kadari and Braswell had no places in the starting lineup, and that's what they want. They want to be starters. Right, and they deserve to be starters. They both played phenomenally down the stretch. I mean, Kadari went two four, had five points, but he's he's not an option. He's not a guy that they look to score. So for me, it's all on Bayheim. Bayheim's just going with Gerard here, and I'm now – This is a five one eight show, and we're not really. I'm not supposed to crap on the five one eight guys, but guys, Joe Gerard's just not cutting it, and Kadari Richmond was cutting it as a point guard. He was playing super well. So I, the only person you can really blame here is Bayheim, and uh, I want Buddy back more than anything. But I think once Buddy goes, Jim goes, and to be honest with you, I would trade Buddy for getting Jim Bayheim out of this program and bringing Mike Hopkins back as fast as we can. Wow, it's so it's so frustrating, dude. So frustrating. I, I literally when I saw the tweet that Kaderi was going in the transfer portal. Now, when guys go in the transfer that transfer portal, it doesn't always mean that they're leaving. They're just looking at options. options. Yeah. So it's still not a for sure thing. We did pick up a former four star that's from Marquette that's coming and transferring in. So I like that pickup. I like it a lot. It's going to be someone that's going to help. Um, I think that honestly means Gary is out of the starting lineup because there's no way you don't start Benny Williams next year. He's going to be an absolute stud.
1: So Maybe I think Gary has- I'll
0: come back for year five. Dude, I don't know if I even want that, because we've been talking about putting weight on Marek Dolajai. The dude's gained 10 pounds since he's come on campus in, in four years. Just let him go. Get him out. Get, bring in a, as many new guys as you can, and just the coaching staff needs to be reworked. I love all the guys on the coaching staff, but it's it's not enough. It's not enough. Do
2: you think at, at, any, like, at any point in the season that you ever think that and um, Kaderi should have been starting over Joe. Not
0: That's, until I uh, like realized how how much we needed Kaderi's play. To be honest with you, I at one point because I because the re- the thing is that you never realized it because Kaderi never played. Right. That was the problem is that he never saw the floor. Jim's playing Buddy because or playing Joe because he's best friends with Buddy. They've played together forever on CYO or in not CYO. Jesus. Uh, AAU ball with City Rocks. Mm-hmm. So he's just playing at this point. It's it's kind of like he's playing favorites at this point. And Jam is kind of just coasting until Buddy gets out. And that's why I think he leaves. I think he has to leave when Buddy leaves. Honestly, I hope they bring in his other kid. His other kid's really good, too. He averaged 17 a game this year for Cornell. So he might be a guy that we see in a Syracuse uniform next year. And if that's the case, then, you know, I mean, there might be good. But it's Syracuse basketball, dude. They're probably not going to be good. actually have a little bit it. of
1: uh, college basketball breaking news here from John Rothenstein. Creighton's Christian Bishop, so their big man, will transfer per per release. So that's another actually, huge it's name. It's Rothstein. That goes,
0: that's what way. I said. Rothstein. No, you said Rothenstein. Did I? Oh,
1: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's relatively big news on... Yeah, is.
0: um, but like I said, we'll get into the transfer portal. That might be like our, our episode, like a a thing we talk about oh, after after post national championship game. We talk about all the guys from the transfer portal. But, God, I'm so frustrated with this freaking program, dude. It's so it's so hard to be a Syracuse basketball fan, dude. It's so hard.
1: It's definitely tough. I mean, especially uh, especially with the whole. I don't want to say misleading because it's not really misleading. But the whole uh, Syracuse Tournament team is, are they going to make it? Then winning two games in a row against teams that obviously they weren't a popular pick because they weren't even really s- supposed to be there, as they were saying a lot. But beating good teams like San Diego State, West Virginia, and then just having that really high aspiration to just kind of keep surviving and advancing against a, in a winnable game, really, against Houston. And just that one, unfortunately, got away from them. Sucks. So even not if a fan as a team, just as a school, bit, a New York school, it just sucks to see.
0: Yeah, it's. I want to move on.
1: <laughs> All right. keep it. You want to you keep going or you want me to step in?
0: No, so our next game that we're going to go talk about is uh, the future national champions. That would be the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They take um, an absolutely thrash Creighton, 83-65, led by Drew Timmy. Shout out the uh, facial hair. Uh, he goes for 22, uh, 10 of 14 from the field. Zegarowski leading Creighton, uh, 19. Found out that he was actually stepbrothers with Michael Carter Williams. Shout yes, out to sir. Syracuse former Syracuse guard, who I actually like. One of the few Syracuse guys that you know I actually like to deal with. So guys, this feel, I mean, this just felt like Gonzaga through and through, and it just only proved that they are the best team in the country.
2: Yeah, Gonzaga is the best team in the country, hands down. I mean, you're, like these games aren't even close. Any game that Gonzaga, anytime Gonzaga steps onto the court, they're winning by double digits, most of the time over 20. Like mm-hmm. I can't see a team that competes with them, to be honest with you. I mean, Baylor might give them a good run, but even them, um, I think once the second half starts to wind down, it's going to be a 12, 14-point win for Gonzaga. Like I don't see a team that is competing with them.
0: So yeah, their they got, line, they got their, studs out the yeah. wazoo. Yeah, their line against UCLA is fourteen and a half. That's I mean, we'll easy. get we'll get into that. I'll talk. We'll talk when we talk about the final four matchups. But yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. They're at what twenty six twenty six games in a row now that they've won by double digits. That's uh, pretty impressive, to say the least. Um, our Unless next it's game, like too good to be true. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of stuck in like the fact where if you like if you don't take the points and you're, they do end up cut you're like well like, duh they've won 26 in a row by right. double digits like you know what I mean like but I don't know I'm kind of I, I I'm for sure taking Baylor so right. our next game we'll be moving on Michigan takes down Florida State in a popular upset pick and they absolutely just destroyed them. Taking an early eleven-point lead into the half, and then putting up 44 in the second half. Troy, break down Tell me about this Michigan game. Why why was it one a popular upset pick, but why do the Wolverines take care of business in this one?
2: Because I said it before the game started. Michigan was an underrated def- defensive team. I wasn't worried about any of their matchups because every guy on that on that team can defend and defend well, uh, and I, that that helped them throughout the season. I mean. And honestly, I have not seen a game that they have lost because of their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the games that they've lost is because of scoring, and yes, I'll get into that later. Or, um, uh, Michigan, I mean, this this is a game they got hot uh, both offensively and defensively. They they got great steals and and they turned it into easy transition points. And at the end of the game, they ran away with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. They were very severely underrated in my opinion on the defensive end. You know, uh, there's but. They held Florida State to 40% shooting, which isn't, you know, crazy. Uh, but their three-point defense was fantastic, holding them to 5 of 20 from the three. So our next game of the day, probably the most exciting game of the tournament up to this point, I would have to say, in terms of, At least in um, regulation. Know, yeah, in terms overtime of a was a sequence. Tournament. Overtime stakes. I, uh, so we saw Alabama hits a massive three as Alabama's Alex restrained a three-pointer in his only points of the game to send the game into overtime. And then boys, once we were watching it, we, we kind of ended the stream a little bit early on Sunday. Cause we were just packing up guys, got places to be people to see on Monday morning. And you know, we are, we sat there and watched it kind of just by ourselves. If that was on stream guys, we, I don't know. We would have had a clip forever. Cause I think I jumped. Cause I thought that at that point, Alabama was going to cover the six and a half point spread, but UCLA goes out and takes a massive lead in overtime and in my opinion, if you score the first point of overtime, you win the game. Every single time. And Yeah, I
1: mean, what is it? I think you brought it up the other day, even maybe that night. I'm pretty sure UCLA almost outscored themselves in overtime compared to they what did. they scored they in the scored, entire second half.
0: In the second half they scored twenty five points in overtime, they scored twenty three points. Wow. <laughs> And, that's and that was that was without of the of that was without um
1: Johnny Juzang
0: Johnny Juzang fouled out early or, or late in the second half, mm-hmm. um but then Jacque stepped up. He played forty. He played all forty-five minutes. Stud. That um, that's
1: conditioning on a different level.
0: Yeah, Tiger Campbell was good in that game too. The fake Tiger. But really, what it came down to was Alabama's free throw shooting and their lack. You have, yeah. you have. Listen, guys, you have the best player, the SEC player of the year, stepping up to the free throw line with six, sec- six seconds to go down one, and he misses both. That is, in the NBA, unacceptable. Unacceptable.
1: At
2: college any level, unacceptable. that's unacceptable. <laughs> any level, high school, college, uh, just NGA, CYO. CYO, AU, that's unacceptable. If you're the best player, you're, you have to sink at least one. Like – one of my coaches has, has said, every before every practice, we would take probably 10 free throws. And he would see us, like some of us miss a couple, maybe in a row or over a span. He would scream out, free throws, gentlemen, get on the line. And he would say, run for however many you missed. And that was probably the best free throw shooting I've ever I've ever been on. So, mm-hmm. it Jeez, just Dude, per- the
0: only dick squad should have been doing that before games. Damn. It,
2: it just shows. I wouldn't
0: have had to run that much. <laughs> <laughs> it just,
2: but it just shows where their emphasis was. They like, like you can't go in, into that game and say, "Oh yeah, they definitely, they definitely practice free throws beforehand, right?" Because they definitely <laughs> didn't show it. I mean, they shot what forty percent from three. I mean, I'm from, from from free throw. Yeah, roughly. I think four. it was at the end. And yeah, it was
0: they went? They finished the game. Uh. A, 11 of uh, 25 five. or something like that.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, you shoot 80%, it, you're winning by eight points. Yeah. Like, and the game doesn't even have to go into overtime. You don't have to run on the last second shot. It's just, it's free throws. Like, it's frustrating yeah, to
0: see. No, 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 I totally get you. And then our final game of Sunday, USC takes down Oregon. Not much to be said here, guys. Just um, Nomination you, from start yeah. to Yeah. Mobley, I mean, Evan Mobley, just 10 points, just not really that great. Um, Oregon had 28 from Eugenio Omiori and Chris Duarte with 21. So, outside of those guys, it was 2, 4, 5, and 8. Everyone else just didn't score um, for Oregon. So, as someone who had Oregon money line, not a great look for me. But um, that sets up Monday's Elite 8 matchup in our first game. We had Houston taking down Oregon State. Oregon State with one of those... Bad beats we were talking about earlier. Covering in the last minute, um, it was an eight-point spread. Oregon State hits a huge three at the end of the game to cover. Again, no, I mean, not really an exciting game, guys. Oregon State – well, actually it was. Oregon State went down Towards 34-17. Oregon State down 34-17 going into half. Makes a huge run in the second half. I remember we were at work and Jim came and was like, dude, Oregon State made this a game. And I was looking, it was a one-point game, and then Houston t- uh, seals it on free throws. Marcus Sasser leading the way for or- for Houston with 20 points. Quentin Grimes with 18. Johnny, G- or Derrick Giroux with 10. Uh, just an overall solid outing for Houston as they work their way into the Final Four. Um, the next game we have Baylor takes down Arkansas 81-72 on the back of Macy Oteague, who, if I saw him shooting at the park, I would not want him to play. His job is ugly. Yeah, awkward is an understatement. Ugly. ugly, dude. Ugly. He's the guy
2: you see, you see shooting around. And he says, "I got next," and you're like, "No."
0: No, I'm good. We uh, we got our guys from work. That's what you used to everyone <laughs> to, yes, at Yes, sir. Comments. So let's move I almost on.
1: How much yeah. just quoted uh, Billy Thomas and probably not the best statement. So uh, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't say what usually uh comes out of his mouth.
0: Yeah, it's it's best usually if you have a statement from Will Thomas, it's best to usually not say it. So what? moving on, we have our Tuesday matchups. In the first game, guys, and all a scary, scary moment in the first half is Bert Smith uh, collapses on the court, um, and yeah. luckily he was able to walk off under his own power, and uh, thankful that we got he got the treatment that he needed. I remember I was sitting there and. I just heard the – I heard uh, – who was it? Was it Nance on the call? And Nance just, like, freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, boy, what's going on? Um, I was looking down at my phone. But Gonzaga takes the win, 85-66. Again, just absolutely cruising. And I want to shout out every single person who said that t was going to be shut down by Evan Mobley. You were wrong. Wrong, wrong. Dead wrong. 23 Dead on more. 10 of 19. Dude went off in the first half. Didn't really have to do much in the second half. Guys, flat out, Gonzaga, unbeatable. Unbelievable. One of the best teams of college basketball history. Correct. Very correct. And unfortunately, Troy, we have to move on to our final game of the Elite Eight, and that would be UCLA. I'm not going to take too long on this one unless you have something to say. 100 total
1: points in this game, by the way. The under was a stinking
0: Uh, lock. uh, Yeah, well, Niffy had the over, so (laughs) not a great look. UCLA. Me. taking down Michigan forty one fifty one forty nine. Troy, the floor is yours.
2: Uh I it's tough to start. It it's it's comes back to free throws. I think we missed more than we we oh, usually honestly
0: do. dude it was shutting down Johnny Yuzang, but that's who. free throws.
2: That's who. I mean Johnny Yuzang he scored over half of their points. I think he had like twenty eight and it's like, a he, We we let one man kill us. I mean no, no one else really had that great of a game, and from what I saw, um, and late down the stretch, Franz Wagner had a good look, air ball, uh, get the rebound, go up soft on a layup to take the lead, and then you get the ball, you get the ball in, you're down. I think it was, it was two. Yeah, you're down two, and there's like 0.6 seconds left, and you have your big man and Hunter Dickinson, who is playing fairly well take the ball out and you try and force a three i I don't like that play call I really don't I mean I'll tell you what though it wasn't the worst look in the world with point six le- seconds left no. but you had I think you had the wrong guy shooting it I mean the guy just airballed and he's probably a little low and you have to and you have to rush a shot I would have tried to get somewhere closer to the hoop and try and force it to overtime but that's just that's just me just because I don't agree with one call and I'm I'm not hating on Juwan Howard. I think he's a terrific coach and I think we're not in the position we are without him. Uh I but yeah, I just I just didn't like that. I think a lot of things just didn't go our way and uh overall tough night for me.
0: I think this is the first game of the tournament where Michigan really missed Isaiah Livers. Clearly. Um if you look at this box score, um, uh, Mike Smith one of seven. Eli or what is it is it Eli Brooks, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, three of eight, Hunter Dickinson five of ten, and Franz Wagner. One of ten, um, just the worst. One of the worst shooting performances. The fact that they still shot forty percent from the field is kind of mind boggling to me. But when your box score looks like eleven, eight, eight, four, three, seven, and eight, you're not winning a basketball game, Troy. And um, I think you know you're you're man enough to admit that you're not wrong, that or that I'm not wrong. Um, so. I feel sorry for you. I, that's just not the way that the Michigan season had to, should have ended, especially with how well they played all year. But we get an eleven seed in the final four. First one we've seen since Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right, boys? Right. So, um, shout out to UCLA. Shout out to Mick Cronin, but uh not a shout out to to Hep. Not a fan of HEP. They show him <laughs> way too much. Hep Hep. Way all too right. much. No, Hep Hep pisses me off. The whole story about Mick not seeing him for a year or whatever. Cool. It's fine. Let's move on. Okay. Um, we will look at our final four matchups and that our first one, Houston versus Baylor. Boys, what do we got for that one?
2: I got Houston. The more I've watched them play, the more I've really fallen like fallen in love, I guess, with with the way they play. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I think they move the ball very well, spread the spread the floor very well, and then they can defend, which I really like. It, I mean, they their ability to pressure the ball is outstanding, and I think they force a lot of steals and a lot of turnovers that way. And I think that Baylor struggles getting the ball past half court if they press.
0: Yeah, I agree. But in my opinion, Baylor, there's – I just don't – if Houston ruins this and doesn't put us on the crash course of – gonzaga baylor like we've been wanting all season long i'm going to be very mad at kelvin sampson um just because as college basketball people listen with how covid messed up everything if we don't get the matchup we deserve to watch i'm gonna be irate this game this this championship game would be one of the more anticipated championship games of all time in my opinion if we were to get the Gonzaga Baylor, it's just it's one versus two. We've seen these two teams were the top teams all year. We deserve to have it. So if Houston wins this game, I will be very upset. I won't be.
1: I'll say it. I'll I'll go with mine and then kinda of run it into my next pick. I so badly want to see Houston UCLA in the national championship game. That's what I'm rooting for. I don't care that Gonzaga's undefeated. I don't care that Baylor's the only team in the country that can beat them. I want to see two upsets, and I want to see this year, and craziness of March Madness, have Houston playing UCLA in my national championship. Do they think it's going to happen? No. But that's what I want to happen. So my picks, I I think it's going to be Baylor-Gonzaga. But what I want to happen is UCLA and Houston. I want Johnny Juzang to somehow hold up the fucking trophy to win the championship and win MOP because he deserves it.
0: So, first game, Houston versus Baylor. I'm taking Baylor. Five-and-a-half-point spread. I'm also taking Baylor to cover that. Troy? Houston. Cover? No cover. So, you think Houston outright?
2: Houston outright.
0: Good for you. Jim, you're taking Houston. Yep, I want Houston to win, but I think Baylor's going to win. Okay, in our next matchup, Gonzaga versus UCLA, I'm taking Gonzaga. I believe it is a 13-and-a-half point spread. I'm also taking that to cover just because, like I said earlier, if I sit here and say that I think UCLA covers and Gonzaga just goes out and mollywops them, and then it's the – well, they've won 26 games in a row by double digits, so I'm not going to be that guy. I'm continuing to trend Gonzaga to the national championship game.
2: Yeah, Gonzaga's winning this game, and I don't think it's by any less than 15 points, to be honest with you.
1: So you think cover as well, Jim? Uh, Yeah, I think Gonzaga's going to win, but like I said, I want UCLA to win.
0: Okay. And so for our national championships, Troy has Gonzaga in Houston. Troy, who's your national champion? Gonzaga. Best
2: uh, Best team in the country, hands down.
0: Jim, you also have Gonzaga in Houston. Who's your national champion? The Houston Cougars. Jim takes Houston to be his national champion. My dad to always off. told me
1: to be different, so I'm going to be
0: different. You know I who else, you know who be else has be different in their uh, Twitter bio? Oh.
2: Worst party card in Syracuse history?
0: Uh, Joe Girard. So it's probably not the best advice. <laughs> um, I have Gonzaga Baylor. Like I said, That's we deserve champion. it. It's got to be the – It's got that has to be our national championship matchup. Um, and, again, I'm not going to fall off the bandwagon. I think the Zags – will be your national champion, and Niffy will be your CSMN staff bracket pool champion uh, as a result. For Uh, those of you who have not been keeping up, me and CSMN founder Kyle Milligan are in a dead heat right now, with max points being the exact same. Kyle has Baylor winning the national championship. I have Gonzaga. So for our Mm. final segment before we log off here before the Final Four. The worst segment of all time, even though it came straight from my brain. The Dog of the Day final standings have been released. <laughs> we would like to congratulate Troy Schneider on a very impressive five and two record in Dog of the Day picks. Yeah, he sir. will be winning his bottle of Sprite like we promised, and <laughs> a the round Twitter. of applause. later. Let me get a round of applause. Let me get, actually let's get two claps oh. and a pop smoke. Ooh. Ooh. So congratulations to Troy. Uh, Jim with a valiant effort starting off. Where would you start? 0-4? 0-4 I won, I won to won my Jim last three. Jim starts 0-4 and wins his last three. Improves to 3-4. and four. Niffy did get himself on the board. Uh, finished at 1-6, and six though. So next year when we get back to this, just keep fading Niffy. That's all I got to say. Jim, take us out. Final four. Let's go.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening again this week. Really appreciate it. Just to mention it again, Capital Sports Media Madness streams this Saturday, April 3rd for the Final Four games. Giveaways uh, are going to go hand-in-hand with that. We'll run it back Monday for the Natty. Uh, Same time, same place. Uh, Giveaways on the Instagram live uh, with some special, special guests to say the least. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, This podcast, as always, brought to you by CSMN, Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the region, capital region's home for everything sports. Thank you for listening. God bless.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of
1: our
2: content on our website at capitalsportsmn.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.